Can you just say this morning? Holy Spirit, I declare you Lord over my life. Lord over my mind, my will, my emotions, and my body. Jesus, you are the Lord of my life. Not my belly, not my money, not my influence, not my government, not my stuff. But Jesus is Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Can we just give God a hand clap of praise this morning? Come on now. Don't patty cake my Savior. Let's give him. Come on, maybe a couple of hallelujahs. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Woo! Hey, 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 hey. Woo! Somebody say, Jesus is Lord. Come on, Jesus is Lord. Woo! Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Slap somebody a high five and say, man, you're looking good today. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. Just as you're sitting and slapping high five, can we just thank the band this morning? Yeah, amen. For the, thank you for all the work you do. Hallelujah. Caleb Boonstra, you are a creative artist. You will step onto stages and creatively present something that will change lives. There's an anointing when you, when you present. There's an anointing. You were, you were designed for moments to interpret something and release it through your emotions and your voice has victory in it, bro. Your voice has victory in it. You, you, the enemy tried to stop you, delay you, deny you everything. But I want to tell you, you cannot be stopped because that creative gift is coming out of you in this season. Do not delay, do not deny, but press in. And we just, Father, just lay your, just raise your hands towards Caleb right now. Father, we're asking that he be veiled and protected in this season of his life, Lord God, that he would not be uncovered. He would, he would not be discovered by the enemy but he would be projected protected from the enemy and rejected by the enemy in jesus mighty name we pray and lord god we put a cloak of, of protection and we plead the blood over him that he is presented and platformed in the right places in the right spheres of influence and at the right time in jesus mighty name hallelujah 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 Woo! I thought he was speaking full, full on clinkapino. Man, he was doing it just as good. <laughs> it was amazing. Yes, I know. Sasquatch picking berries, yeah. Sasquatch, not real, John. Yeah. 
Just kidding. Um, thank you, Daddy, for today. And it's such a privilege to be home. Uh, we just got back from New Brunswick. I was there six days. I sit on the steering committee for the Canadian Prophetic Council, and we, we conferred for a, a day and a half, and then we uh, had a, a, a general su- summit together with national prophets that flew over way f- all, all the way from B.C. and all, all different other provinces. And uh, just, it was an amazing time. And ladies and gentlemen, Canada's best days are yet ahead of us. Amen. Don't believe the doomsday prophets. Don't believe, uh, don't believe uh, CBC for sure. Don't, um, <laughs> don't even believe everything that Rebel News puts out. I don't know if, you, if some of you guys might be watching that, but it's that Jesus could be proven a Democrat and a Republican by the word of God. Well, I got some amens. I got three amens there. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yes, I I just want to let you know, Jesus is Lord over politics. When we stood on 24 Sussex at the the driveway of the 23rd Prime Minister of Canada, 24 elders across the nation compiled there. We didn't know there was going to be 24. 24 just showed up on the 23rd uh, Prime Minister's driveway at 24 Sussex. There are 24 elders in heaven right now. There are 24 elders that stood on that property and we decreed and declared that the ecclesia will be the 24th Prime Minister of Canada. Ecclesia is in Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 through 19, Jesus talks about how that he's building his church, that the church is the ecclesia. The church is the governing force. Say, I am the governor. I am the governor. That's my really bad interpretation of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, nobody's arguing my bad interpretation. Thank you. Thank you for the encouragement from the peanut gallery on the front row. Thank you. I, I, I expected nothing less. When you travel with a bunch of guys for 25 years, you kind of have a poetic license of a little lateral. Um, but it's great to be home. And uh, for at least uh, two, three days. And then Dan and I are flying out to Edmonton, Alberta for another six days, and we're going to be preaching at Church in the Vine. Uh, yeah, sorry, you're, you're preaching. I'm taking the week off. Um, so pray for us. It's going to be amazing as Dan presents the word of God with power and authority. Amen. Hallelujah. And with nervous sweats and, and, and um, anyway, just yeah. Wow. Well, praise the Lord. Uh, per- say, per- say persistency and consistency are the power twins set for my successful future. Say persistency and consistency. Uncle John, there's things you've been doing. Could you just stand up? Uncle Johnny, the the barefoot private. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to prophesy 
that your persistency and your consistency has been building line upon line and precept upon precept, a little here and a little there. And at times you felt like the little boy that stumbled upon thousands and thousands of starfish. And how am I going to help this poverty? How am I going to help these people? How am I going to do this? And the, and the Lord is saying to you, you've begun to throw them in one at a time back into the ocean. And if you could just ask a few of those starfish if what they felt like, was it worth it? I just want to say the many starfish. But I want to tell you there's an increase and an, ex, an exponential advancement that is about to happen. And you're going to begin to see harvest upon harvest upon harvest in these communities that you've gone to. The, you, it's been persistent. You've been consistent. And you're producing a harvest that that is going to be produced in this season you shall see it you shall not pass until you see a multitude of harvest and then you're going to see all these people join you on the beach and all of a sudden the beach is clear and people are where they're supposed to be into the depths of God enjoying life that's what you're producing in this next season in Jesus mighty name hallelujah Hallelujah. So I have a, my task this morning is to present to you a reasonable um, argument for tongues in the church today. I'm going to do a bit of an apologetics. And why, I want to say, why do, do I, Barry Miracle, why do I speak in tongues? And why must you speak in tongues for you to live the most victorious life you can live? Because I'm not saying, you say, I am a born again believer in Jesus Christ. Heaven is my home. Okay, that's not up for debate. Okay, you got the good package. Salvation is the greatest gift. Right at the beginning, you got the best. John Avanzini, John Avanzini said this years ago. He said, you got the best gift in the beginning. That makes all the other gifts so easy. Say, it's easy, peasy, because I'm saved. The blood of Jesus Christ created accessibility for the precious Holy Spirit to come into your life. 1 Corinthians 6, 17 says, he who is joined to the Lord, say, I am the one who is joined to the Lord. If you've joined yourself to the Lord, you become one spirit with him. Say, I am one with the creator of the universe. Say, I am one, one. I'm one spirit with the creator of the universe. The creator of the universe lives in me. Amen. So if he lives in me, that means the spirit of wisdom, spirit of knowledge, spirit of understanding, spirit of counsel, spirit of might, spirit of the fear of the Lord lives in me. That means signs, wonders, and miracles are a potential for me. If the power of God can be presented through me to a hurting world at any time, say, I am a portable portal for the power of God. Pardon me? No, I didn't say that. We know his will. We know his will. 
When he says it, we don't have to pray his will. It's right here. This is his will. Holy Spirit does distribute according to. But he wants you to make a demand on the gifts, the callings. The, he wants you to make demands on, on the, the gift of speaking in tongues, the, the interpretation of tongues. He wants you to make a demand on these things. And you've got, you got to learn how to stir up and release the gifts of God out of your life. They're sitting resident on the inside of you. Say, I am fully loaded. Say, I am overkill. You have more resources, gifts of God on the inside of you, waiting to come out of you and be an answer and a solution to everyone around you. You've been placed on purpose, with a purpose, for a purpose, to present the gospel and miracles, signs and wonders and healings and deliverances. You are the answer to your family. You are the answer to your community. You are the answer to this church. You are the answer. Say, I am, I am. the answer. So I am the answer. Thank you, three people. Let's try that again. Am I losing now? Am I? Okay. See, I am the answer being delivered, not the problem to be solved. I got to remove some of my fat wrinkles before I can get to my belly button. We can't just na na nasal gaze, navel gaze. Now, nasal gaze, that, you, you're good, cross-eyed. There you go, nasal gaze. Can't be navel gazing. Can't just be looking inwardly all the time. you got to stop trying to solve you. Stop trying to solve you and begin to be you. We don't solve problems, we use them. Within every problem and every pain, there's a greater power to be gained. Power presents opportunities. But we want, we want to... We want to be victorious in life. Say, Father God, make me victorious. And, and, and Father, I want to be victorious in the life. I want, to, I want to be triumphant. I want to be prosperous. I want finances. I want a house. I want, I want, you know, a spouse. I want children. I want all these things. I want to walk victorious in life. And then he sends you battles and you say, I don't like battles. I just want victory. There's no triumph without a trial. There's no power unless there's a pain. You cannot get more powerful. Can you just stand up for a minute, Mark McFall? Can you just flash your guns around there just a little bit? Just... Okay, put those away. The plumber will be coming because those pipes are about to burst. Good thing you have a son-in-law as a plumber. But you can't. Like, you got to get up pretty early in the morning sometimes, or you got to stay up late sometimes. If you're going to build power, you're going to build strength, you have to push through 
the pain, you got to push back on the resistance. We just cannot sit back laissez-faire and say, I want to be Arnie. I come to pump you up. Give me a pill so I can lay on my couch and grow big. No, it, it, you, you have to press. And the same thing in the spiritual realm. I'm not saying you can work for your salvation, but you, it, it, it's free to go to heaven, but it costs to bring things from heaven to earth. It just doesn't happen. All things work together for those who love God. Romans 10, 17, I believe it is. No. Uh, I'll find it in a minute. 828, is it? 1028. All things work together for good for those that, who love God and for those who are called according to his purpose. When we are fulfilling his purpose because of our relation, our love relationship with the Father, when we can, when we can fall in love because eternal life is what? Knowing intimately, experientially the Father and the Son. Say eternal life is knowing the Father and the Son. Heaven is a byproduct. Not going to hell is another byproduct. But operating in the gifts of the Spirit are also another byproduct of your love relationship with the Father and Jesus. In, in, in John chapter 20, verse 22, Jesus is resurrected from the dead, and he's about to go back to his Father in heaven, and he meets up with the disciples, and he said, Receive the Holy Spirit. It's called the insufflation of Christ. It's, a, it's the doctrinal theological terminology for when Jesus blew the Spirit of God. Because the blood was shed, the, the, the Spirit could not be received at this magnitude and stay with mankind until Jesus Christ, the creator of the world and the spiritual realm and angels came. We were made in God's image. The first Adam was made in God's image and we failed. So he had to send himself in man's image to get the job done. And because he came in his image, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and nothing was made except it was made by the word. 11 verses later, 11, the number of transition in John chapter 1, verse 14. The word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory of that of the only begotten of the Father. Jesus is not just the second-rate son of the creator of the world. Jesus is the one in partnership with Father and Holy Spirit that created everything by the power of his word. Say, Jesus is my creator and my savior. And, and this is just a, a wonderful, wonderful revelation. Revelation chapter 13, verse 8 says, Jesus was the lamb that was slain before the foundations of the earth. If Jesus was the lamb that was slain before the foundations of the earth, that makes Jesus your savior before he ever was your creator.
if Jesus created everything, he holds it together by his word, created it by his word. But if he, before he did that, he was the lamb that was slain before the foundations of the earth. So God went ahead of time According to several scriptures in 1 Peter and, and, and uh, Ephesians 2.10, and it speaks about the good paths that God created before time began for you to walk upon God, pathways of life and good paths in which you should walk upon. Say, thank you, Jesus. Jesus did things. He's the God that is more than enough. But I want to tell you, he put resources on the inside of you. Amazing resources that we need. And one of them, one of those resources that we need to use and we don't use enough. And it's probably the most controversial gift of all the gifts of the spirit. And it's probably fought by the religious demons so that we would not operate in it. Because we are praying the mysteries of God whenever we speak in tongues. We need to speak in tongues Paul the Apostle, got, he says, I speak in tongues more than you all. He said, I, I wish you prayed in tongues. I wish all would pray in tongues. Say all the gifts, all the promises are yes and amen to them that believe. All the promises. So if somebody says to you, well, you know, that's not your gift because the Holy Spirit gives it to. No, no, the Holy Spirit is the one who's on the inside of you that you become one with. So it's the dispersion of the gifts. So uh, my grandfather would ask congregations all the time. He said, he said, uh, what is the best gift of all the nine gifts of the spirit? What is the best, best gift? Somebody holler out what the best gift is. Speaking in tongues. Okay. Anybody else? Prophecy. Anybody else? Healing. Thank you. The, the one that you need at the time of your need. Thank you, Catherine. So they're all there. But you have to learn how to stir up the gift that is within you. What gift? The Holy Spirit, and he will distribute what you need at the time of your need. So here we go. This is, this is 12 reasons why I speak in the Holy Spirit. But before we go there, I just want to uh, quickly go to Acts chapter 2. This is the place where that, that the Bible shows where the church was born. There was 500 originally that went into the upper room. 400 and, and uh, sorry, 380 left pretty quickly. But 10 stayed through and they all were praying in one accord. And they waited for the promise of the Father that, that he, he gave to them in Acts chapter 1, verse 6, and verse 4, 5, and 6, and 7. He, they, they waited for the promise on the 40th day until the 50th day and were about to come up on Pentecost where the outpouring and the birth of the church happened. The church was birthed in power and the church will go out with more power. Those days with the disciples will pale in comparison to the apostles and the disciples that are being risen up in this day to re the, the house, the latter house will be greater than the former house, says the Lord. So don't look for us to fizzle out. 
and hunker down and us four no more shut the door. Praise the Lord. Forget about you all. I got the God. I'm going to heaven. Uh uh-uh. uh. We're to go into all the world and preach the gospel in power. There must be demonstration of power. Say, I am a power plant. On the 50th day, on the day of Pentecost, there was a wind that came through. Say, Ruach, Ruach, Hakodesh. That's the Old Testament Hebrew word for Holy Spirit. It means breath of God. He's the wind of the Spirit. He, he's, he's, the, he's the glory of the Father. He's the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Acts chapter 2 verse 4 says, And they were filled, all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So why in the world is that? Like why was that one of the major things that happened at the birthing of the church? You wonder why the enemy fights you not to speak in tongues every day or fights you to not receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit with an evidence of speaking in other tongues. And Pastor Kevin and I have had this discussion that we don't believe that tongues is the initial evidence, but it is an evidence. I personally believe that your, your insatiable desire to praise God is the first evidence. They praised him and they spoke in tongues. So I, you probably, hopefully you don't get in trouble with, your, with, with Payok but saying that, but praise the Lord. But I want to tell you the reason why the tongue was really emphasized there is because your tongue is your rudder of your life. We must begin to and understand how to tame our tongue. In James chapter uh, 3, it says, My brethren, let not many of you become, verse 1, not, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we, we shall receive a stricter judgment, for we all stumble in many things. Praise the Lord. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man. Say, if I don't stumble in my word, I am a perfect woman. Tammy made me say that. I'm a perfect man. How do you get perfection in life? You're not gossiping. You're not speaking in agreement with what the, what the devil is saying regarding your life. You're not, you're not, you're, you're not speaking negative. You're, you're speaking positive. You're speaking exhortation, edification, comfort. You're speaking these things that, that are uh, of, of goodness and mercy and, and whatsoever is good and pure and holy and anything excellent or praiseworthy. These are the things that we dwell upon. These are things that we speak forth, okay? So in verse 3, um, it says, indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Look also at ships. Although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder, whether the pilot 
uh, wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how, the great, uh, how great a forest, uh, a little fire kindles? The tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature. And it is set uh, on fire by hell. For, for every kind of beast and bird and reptile and the creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no one can tame the tongue. Say no one. No person can tame the tongue. So God had to send himself to tame my tongue. Some, some people can't help but gossip. That's the working of the flesh. Backbiting. All these things that, that the enemy has no more authority in your lives. Did you know that? Can I get a better amen somewhere? The enemy has no authority in your life. Colossians 2, verses 11 through 15 says he was stripped of all of his power and all of his authority. He, he, didn't, he does not, no longer has authority over you, but you have authority over him. And here's the problem. You've been placed back into authority and the enemy is convincing you time and time again to use your authority against your brother or your sister. Say amen or are we one or the other? I don't know which one fits you better. So we need our tongues tamed. I don't need anybody to be praying for me anymore. Barry is too arrogant. Make him humble. I'm, I am not arrogant. I might have been. But I... I have to be bold. I don't even, I don't care if I'm second, third, fourth. It doesn't matter to me. But I have to go first sometime because my anointing on my life is to break things open. And I can't apologize for being who God called me to be. So I'm asking you, like me, I'm just using me as an example. So nobody else gets angry at me and says, curses me other ways. Stop trying to clean your fish. Holy Spirit will do a wonderful job. Your job is to love beyond knowledge. Life, my grandfather told me this too. He said, life is not a 100 meter dash. Life is not a marathon. He said, life is a slow, steady plod. And we want everything instantaneously. So we're willing to go ahead of God and speak things contrary to God to get what we want, what our, what our hearts desire. You need to submit your life and your tongue to the Holy Spirit and his direction in your life because there are so many people that are waiting for you on your slow, steady plot to begin to smell the roses and drink coffee with them and enjoy life and love on them along the way. It is not instant oatmeal. It's a journey where we're walking together and the process of life is made progressive 
and advancements. And all of a sudden, you do get propelled further than you would not have had the opportunity if you just stay in the, in the process. Allow him to finish the things in your life. And I'll tell you, it happens when you begin to tame your tongue. Tammy and I, daily, we are together in prayer. Well, we've been together for 31 years, so that's not a surprise. But we pray for about an, 45 minutes to an hour every day. And we are consistently going over the same confessions. You know why? Line upon line. The, uh, we walk in victory all the time. You know why? Because we are consistent and we are persistent in speaking life. We must speak life over our lives and over our family's lives. Don't say that idiot son, if he does that again. Acting like his mother. You are prophesying alongside the enemy. Say, I speak life. But it's so stinking hard when you live with these idiots. Present company excluded and also those online. We must spend time with the Holy Spirit. He stands at the door and he's knocking. It's Revelation chapter 3. He says, he stands at the door and he knocks and will you let him in? And, the, and a lot of evangelists use it as, a, as an altar call scripture. It's not an altar call scripture. It's not even addressed to the unsaved. It was addressed to the seven churches in the book of Revelation. He's knocking at the door of the believer saying, will you let me into your lives? He wants to come out of your life like a river of living water. He wants to shift and change everything contrary to you. And I want to tell you, the thing that will help you more than anything else is you speaking in Ratashukurabas Heliotomahai. Can somebody please give me an interpretation on that? The Lord would say, I am looking for the audacious, the audacious believer that will spend time with me and set a time a day and set a time moments so that I can fill them.
I'm looking for believers that will not just believe me, but obey me. I'm looking for believers in this hour that, that will not just spend time on the things that they want, but they'll begin to spend time with me, says the Lord. And as you spend time with me, says the Lord, I will empower you. And what you would have done in your normal life, uh, I, will, I will exponentiate because the power of God will come upon you. You will not have to take your child to the hospital. Your, your husband will not have to have that operation because you will have the anointing to heal. You will be, you'll be one that will be able to deliver and your children will not be, have to go on, on depressive medication, says the Lord. But if you will spend time with me, I will empower you to be victorious in this time no matter what is happening in this physical realm. Amen? Can we give God a hand clap of praise for his word? Pastor Kevin said it's easier to ask for forgiveness than it is permission. So I'm going to take five more minutes. And I'll buy you lunch tomorrow, Rev. It's the kids' workers. Father God, we pray for them. Please, mercy and grace. Thank you. 1 Corinthians 14, 4 and Jude 20. These two scriptures tell us about the building up of ourselves in quantity, not quality. Uh, 1 Corinthians 14, 4 says, Who speaks in tongues edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. So there's edification that happens when you pray in the Holy Spirit. You build John, John 20, write these down because I'm not going to, I don't have time to get into it at all. Uh, John 20, uh, John, Jude 20 says, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. That's praying in tongues. First Corinthians 14, 1 and 2. Pursue love, desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you would prophesy. For he who speaks in tongues uh, does not speak to men, but to God. When you're speaking in tongues, you're actually speaking directly to God. 1 Corinthians 14, 5a says, I wish you all spoke with tongues. 1 Corinthians 14, 18, I thank my God that I speak in tongues more than you all. 1 Corinthians 14, 39 through 40. Therefore, brethren, desire earnestly to prophesy. Do not forbid, do not forbid, do not forbid to speak with tongues. Say, that's the Bible. When you pray in the Holy Spirit, you are taming your tongue. If there's anything we need, CBC, CTV, Fox News Network, they need to pray in the Holy Ghost. We need to pray in the Holy Ghost. Likewise, the Spirit also helps you in our weakness. For we do not know what we should do, pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. There, there are times when you run out of words and you don't know uh, uh, an atrocity happens, uh, 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 a trial happens, uh, so, something awful happens. You don't, you don't have any more words. You can pray in the Holy Spirit and you will begin to speak the perfect will of God for that situation. And when you speak the perfect will of God, he sends his angels to a accomplish your word if you want to unlock the angelic realm pray in the holy ghost he sends his angels to accomplish his word okay 12 things ah, jesus help me lord 12 things that happen when you pray in the holy spirit you, you need to know that when you pray when you're praying in tongues you're getting help that's romans 8 26 and 27 number two i'm missing a whole lot of this but but 
write these down. Uh, number two, you are praying the will of God. First Corinthians 2, 9 through 12. It talks about praying the will of God there. Uh, when, you pray the, when you pray in the Holy Spirit, when you pray in tongues, you are praying things your ears have not heard. You're praying things your eyes, number four, things your eyes have not seen. Number five, you're praying what your heart has never received yet. That's your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions. Number six, you are calling into existence the things that God has prepared for us. That's found in 1 Corinthians 2.13. Number seven, you are praying directly to God, 1 Corinthians 14.2. Number eight, you are praying the mysteries. Some things will never be revealed unless you speak in tongues. Number nine, you are being edified, 1 Corinthians 14, 4. You are actually strengthening your mortal bodies. Number 10 is your perfect spirit is actually being prayed, 1 Corinthians 14, 4. Number 11, you are building yourselves up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. That's Jude 20. So, ah, okay, I'm just, I, I gotta share this. I'm so sorry, workers. Speaking in tongues can boost your immune system. A few years ago, a brain surgeon at Oral Roberts University in Oklahoma did a study of what happens in the brain when people pray in tongues. We found that they, see, they secreted two chemicals that can boost immune systems 35 to 40%. That's a surgeon. Think about the effects that this can have on opportunistic diseases such as cancer. God created the immune system to be our defense against harmful invaders, bacterial, viral, fungal, parasitic, and even malignant. It is when the immune system is weakened that such pathogens can attack and overwhelm the bodies. We all know that keeping our immune system strong is vital to warding off diseases. And why is it so important for us to eat healthy and diet and, and avoid foods that are heavily processed? Proper exercise and sleep are also necessary to keep our immune system strong because God has designed our bodies to recuperate and repair themselves during sleep. God also knows how he designed us in his image as three parts, the whole spirit, soul, and body, 1 Thessalonians 5.23. And he knows that, that the health of our spirits and souls is directly correlated to our healthy bodies. Why is, and this is why John said that he desires for us to be healthy even as our souls prosper. We already know that when a person speaks in tongues, he edifies himself, that is to build himself up, strengthens himself in his inner man, First uh, Corinthians 14, 4. Now we know that we can also fortify our immune system by speaking in tongues. The ORU doctor observed that speaking in tongues activates a part of the brain that appears to have no other function. It is only activated when one is in prayer, praise, and worship. Another study of, a brain, of the brain while speaking in tongues, and this, I'm going to try to end here. Researchers at the University of, the, of Pennsylvania, say secular university, uh, they discovered that when one is speaking in tongues, there is a decreased activity in the frontal lobes of the brain, which is the area associated with being in control of oneself. They measured regional, re, regional cerebral blood flow by, special imaging, uh, by a special imaging machine. While the subjects are speaking in tongues, it showed that, uh, that they were not in control of their brain's usual language centers during this activity. This, is, this was consistent with the participants' claim of lack of intentional control while speaking in tongues. It reflected a complex pattern 
of changes in brain activity. Number 12 is you are increasing your faith so that you will have faith no matter what. I have, I have a, a podcast that you guys can go on, uh, and, I, and I go on a little further, and I speak about 101 things that happen when you pray in the Holy Ghost. Bill, uh, Bill Hammond has a book out, 80, 80 things that happen when you pray in the Holy Spirit. We've neglected this such a great gift and if we will learn to speak in the Holy Spirit more, we will begin to walk in more power and authority in our lives because you will build up your inner man. We have faith no matter what. I've walked through dark nights of the soul. And I, I want to tell you, and life's not easy at times. And, and, and you think just because I'm, I'm, you know, I stand up here and have a mic and, uh, and I have a beautiful wife and wonderful children that everything has been easy. I tell you, you have no clue of what I walked in. And if you want to, you know, ask Uncle John uh, or, or, or you can ask um, Pastor Kevin sometime if Barry's telling you the truth. And you'll say, I get Barry to share stories with me so I feel better. <laughs> but I'm not a victim. I don't want anybody to look at me as a victim. I live from my victory because I'm seated in heavenly places far above all principalities and powers of darkness. Say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Come on now, on my worst day. Father God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for this congregation. I thank you for the, the workers, Lord God, and the patience that they had with us as we went a little bit longer this morning, Lord God. But we thank you for this gift of precious Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for this gift, Lord God. Thank you for this heavenly gift. And, and with just, if, if you wouldn't mind, just, just bow your heads and, and close your eyes. And I know this isn't related to what I was preaching on, but it is very much related to the rest of your life. If you've never accepted Jesus as your personal Savior, this is a good day to do it. This is the day of salvation. Or you want to rededicate your life that you've, you've kind of missed things. Just everybody's heads bowed and, and uh, your eyes closed. You can just lift your hand if you want to rededicate your life this morning. Who here this morning? Thank you. I see, I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And those that are online, don't shut me off when I'm preaching good. This is your day of salvation. Now, put your hands down. Thank you. Now, are, if you've not been baptized in the Holy Spirit, Christ has not baptized you with the evidence and speaking other tongues, and you want that. Can you just lift your hands this morning? Okay, I see that hand. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, King of glory. Hallelujah. Just before I pray, if you need to go, I, um, there will be no shame, no condemnation. I know your roast beef is waiting. I started barbecuing on Sundays. It's easier now. But be blessed. Could you just stand with me this morning? Derek, would you mind going to the guitar at all? If Jeff's around, that'd be great. Piano, keyboard. If you have kids, please go pick them up. 
Uh, if you leave them, we will give them espresso and puppies and bring them to your house still. Can you pray this? Say, Father, I want everything that you have for me. I want to be like that little kid on Christmas morning to tear into all my gifts. Say, I want my gifts. I want all my gifts. If you want gifts unlocked in your life, including the gift of Holy Spirit, and you want prayer this morning, I just want to welcome you to come forward. It doesn't matter. Just play something. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, just come on up. Jesus did this a lot without Derek. And I can have some of the elders and an intercessory team to come and just begin to pray with people. But you need to unlock all the gifts. You need every one of the gifts to not just survive but live. It's, it's tough out there. I, I'm going to be real with you right now. It will be nearly impossible to live a victorious life without Holy Spirit over these next few years. But he's given you more than enough so that you could be walking in fullness, walking in wholeness, walking in strength for just not you, but everyone in your spheres of influence will begin to eat from your table. Say, Father, I surrender all. I'm done doing it my way. My plea is the blood of Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, the blood has been shed. Come into my life. Come into every area of my life. I want to be born again. I want to be born from above. I want to be born of heaven. And I want Holy Spirit to be Lord of my life. Every area and all the kingdoms of my heart. In Jesus' name, Holy Spirit, be stirred on the inside of me come on the outside I loose my tongue today I take off limits of my body and I say Holy Spirit take the reins of my life in Jesus name Amen, bless you guys Pastor Kevin will be following up this with talking a little bit more in depth on 
with tongues interpretation and, and the edification and some other wonderful things. So bless you guys and stick around and pray. Or, um, But if not, I'll see you next week. Bless you guys. Thank you.